You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. News and commentary. January. Uh, January. <laughs> I'd like to be January. It's hot as it is. July 11th. July 11, 2022. See? There I did. I made my own mistake. I could be fired for that. Nah, I can't. I, don't, I do the program. I own it. <laughs> I'm not going to fire myself for that. Hey, the January 6th panel continues to do whatever it's trying to do, and that is basically to destroy Donald Trump because they fear he might rise from the ashes. And, of course, now they are expecting to have Steve Bannon to testify Apparently, he's indicating he will testify. We've had six days, 20 hours, more than a dozen live witnesses, more than 40 recorded depositions. And so far, there is no direct tie of Trump anywhere. In China, bank depositors demanded their life savings back from the banks. Well, they sent the military in, so-called police crushing the protest of people who are trying to get their own money, their own money out of their banks. Does that tell you about China and how they're doing in that country? In the meantime, in this country, the latest survey shows, and this is the New York Times, shows that Joe Biden's job approval rating is at just 33%. 33%. We're going to get into that in more detail over the next hour. And in fact, when you break it down racially, only 62% of black voters approve of Biden. 29% disapprove. Now, the issue there is, he is a Democrat. He should be having 85% of the black voters. So the left immediate response is, well, everyone who's black or is uh, brown or yellow that is anti-Biden must be a white supremacist and a racist. We'll get into that part of the story also coming up in the next segment. Pro-life obstetricians and gynecologists are sounding an alarm. The medical board that certifies OBGYNs in the U.S. and Canada threatening to revoke their certification over, quote, misinformation and disinformation about abortion and COVID-19. Because some are saying COVID shots might harm the patients we serve or public health. The kids they're carrying. President Biden, of course, holding, as you heard on the network news a moment ago, another talk about we need to control the guns, need to get hold of the guns, control the guns. What they did not tell you, what they did not tell you is that he was speaking about the mass shooting in Parkland, Florida, and he said, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 1918, 17 dead, 17 injured. Uh, 1918? 
Well, yeah, come on, Larry. You just said it was January. That's just a small mistake. You're right. All right, you want to let it go? Let's let it go. But it was actually 2018, not 1918. In Chicago, this is a fact, 28 shot, one fatal this last weekend in Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas is warning consumers in Texas conserve energy this afternoon and this evening. We may not have enough wind to operate our power grid. They're relying on those turbines. Of course, they have a lot of oil and gas in Texas, but right now, of course, this administration is trying to push everybody away from it. They have extremely hot temperatures in Texas and not enough wind, and so they're sending out that word. And so is California Governor Newsom, warning of a similar power outage. Said you need to sober up about the limits of wind and solar energy. Yet at the same time, they want to push you into using everything but oil, gas, and other fossil fuels. So the Justice Department apparently is launching an antitrust investigation over its fight to keep players from joining the Saudi-backed Live Golf. That's because Live Inc. deals with several top stores and the uh, stars on the tour: Mickelson, Johnson, Deschambault, and others. So now questions are being raised: Is this a violation of? Uh, oh, I don't know. Antitrust. PGA says we're aware of it. We'll see where it goes while the players collect their checks. Larry Connors, USA. News and commentary. Your eyes are burning. You're sneezing. It's allergy season. Pollen readings are sky high. Heck, you can even see that yellow powder on everything. So that's also inside your air conditioning ducts. I suggest you call Wellington Environmental. Now, other companies will be glad to do the job, but they're going to come to your home or business, count the air ducts, and begin increasing the cost. In fact, the quoted price might even double. Wellington offers one price, no extras. You'll be charged exactly what Wellington quotes. So this is easy for you. Call 314-644-4930, 644-4930. You will breathe easier. Wellington has a AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau. 314-644-4930, 644-4930. Wellington Environmental, your world cleaner, better, safer. Be well with Wellington. This segment of Larry Connors USA is brought to you by my friends at John Beal Roofing, covering homes and businesses throughout the Midwest. Best quality, lowest prices. John Beal, 1-800-NEW-ROOF, 1-800-NEW-ROOF. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. The numbers for Joe Biden, well, they're about as bad as they could possibly be. 33% approval rating. That's bad, right? That's pretty bad. Uh, 64% of Democrats say, yeah, we want somebody else to run in 2024. 
Um, oh, but wait, they do a head-to-head matchup with Donald Trump. You tell. Joe Biden wins. <laughs> Joe Biden, 44. Donald Trump, 41%. No way. This- yeah, no way. Oh, they're having so much fun. That's uh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough and his co-anchor wife, Mika Brzezinski. And they're talking about this New York Times-Siena College poll. They're trying to find some good in it. But I will tell you this. When I saw it this morning, it came as my morning slap in the face. That's right. I asked for it. I tell them, send me your morning New York Times report every day. That sends it right to my email. So I open it up in the morning. And right there I see, oh, my God, this is not going to be good news for Joe Biden. I wonder how the leftists are going to play it. Well, I'm finding out pretty quick how they're going to play it, and that is let's find some way to mock it, make some fun of it. I don't think that succeeded, but we'll get into that in more detail as we move forward. Now, the poll itself shows that Joe Biden's job approval rating at just 33%. That's what they're having a good time and laughing over. Because they, and Scarborough said it's bad, it's bad, but when you put him, if they, if it's a, head-to-head battle between him and Donald Trump, Biden wins. So, so, that's not the situation. And we're still two years away from that particular election. Whether or not Trump's in it or Biden is yet to be decided, but that's what they want to build on. So then the next thing is, well, in case it's not Biden, Scarborough says, look how the, uh, the Right-wing extremist conservatives are always attacking our dear VP. Every day, Kamala Harris gets negative headlines, not just from Fox News, which, by the way, every day on on their website, it's just like it's like catnip, I guess, for people on the Trump right. All of these Kamala Harris stories. Kamala Harris uh, doesn't polish one of her fingernails. How could she be <laughs> vice president of the Kamala Harris? They oh my God! And the, oh my every God. day, catnip, catnip. And people are like, oh my God, another Kamala Harris story. This is great. Let's look at this. I love this. This proves I am superior as a white man in my mother's basement at 44. Oh, no. more insults on Kamala Harris. It's all they do, right? So, so you're saying go. You're, you think of yourself. Could anybody be as unpopular as Vice President of the United States as Kamala Harris ever in the history of the Republic? See, they're having a good time. And I think in answer to this question, no, I don't think so. I don't think anybody could be more unpopular. I'll answer it for you. Listen, when I open this up today, And it's the, good morning, Larry Connors. Here's your New York Times letter from us as to what we're covering. And it began by saying, in 2016, when the New York Times posters asked Americans whether they planned to vote for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, more than 10% said they would not support either one. They would instead vote for a third-party candidate or not vote at all. And it goes on the second paragraph. Four years later, the situation was different. Joe Biden, a popular nominee, more popular than Clinton had been, while some of Trump's skeptics had come around to supporting him, less than 5% of voters told posters they didn't plan to vote for either party nominee. So this morning, the Times is releasing, this is what they send me now, its first poll of the 2022 midterm campaign. 
And of the main messages is that Americans again seem to be as dissatisfied with the leading candidates as they were in 2016. This felt like a poll for 2016, not 2020, according to Nate Cohn, the Times chief political analyst. Well, that, I guess, is based upon if you're looking at Trump and Biden, because it did ask, would you vote for Biden or Trump in 2024 if they end up being nominees? Ten percent volunteered they didn't plan to support either one. The share even higher among voters under 35, lower among older voters. Nate Cohn goes on to say the issue is the Democrat Party really has two core problems. First, Biden's job approval rating, only 33 percent, similar to Trump's worst ratings during his presidency, partly because of frustration over inflation. Partly? Partly because of frustration? Give me a break. And the continuing disruptions to daily life stemming from the pandemic. We don't have any continuing disruptions unless you live in a blue state. And second, Democrats' priorities appear out of step with most of Americans. There, you nailed it. You nailed it. He went on to say the left has set of priorities that is different than the rest of the country. Liberals care more about abortion and guns, actually gun control, than about the economy. Conservative concerns are much more in line with the rest of the country. That is true. And there's an increasing lack of trust in the media. No surprise there to you, right? The piece talking about how Biden is already not looking good and how the New York Times yesterday published a piece attacking Joe Biden on his age. Here's what they wrote. Just a year and a half into his first term, Mr. Biden is already more than a year older than Ronald Reagan was at the end of two terms. Polls show many Americans consider Mr. Biden too old. Some Democrat strategists do not think he should run again. He often shuffles when he walks. Aids worry he will trip on a wire. He stumbles over words during public events. They hold their breath to see if he's going to make it to the end without a gaffe. All of this is written by the New York Times. This just does not look good for Joe Biden. It looks like they're trying to shove him on out the door. But, of course, the media industry does have a credibility problem. And we understand that. A recently published Gallup poll shows Americans, quote, less confident, less confident, in U.S. institutions than they were a year ago. That's all U.S. institutions. But it includes TV news and newspapers, the military, the presidency, police, da-da-da-da-da-da. 16% of Americans, only 16%, say they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in newspapers. That's a 5% drop from 2021. It's the lowest number to give those answers since Gallup started asking about newspapers in 1973. TV news has Americans even more concern. 11% told Gallup they have a great deal or quite a lot of confidence in the industry. No surprise there, right? And the problem has been, as I've told you repeatedly, they just do not understand what you basically understand. There's a difference between news and commentary. I was just having this discussion this weekend with some friends. They're saying, well, I never know if I'm It's so depressing. I don't even want to watch the news. I don't even know if it's true or not. And and they always want to add their comments in there, which just distorts everything. I said, you nailed it. You got it right. 
Oh, I just got an email coming in from, let me get the name here in front of me again. Uh, since he put it on Facebook, I'll quote him. It's, uh, oh, Bob, Bob Blake said, go get him, Marine. I got your six. I appreciate that, Bob. And the rest of you have signed on either at Larry Connors USA or my personal page of Larry Connors. But the point is, is I have stated repeatedly, for decades as a news anchor, no one knew what my politics were, nor should they. Folks who went to my church knew as a Christian, but generally the public didn't know. Folks knew what I believed about certain things if they were friends of mine and were with me at different things. Others didn't know. But that was not my J-O-B to tell you my politics and views. Job was to give you the news, clean and simple. And I prided myself on that. And I prided myself that if there were a breaking story, more folks turned to us than other stations at that time because if I was in the anchor chair, they trusted and believed me. I take that seriously. I do. And I thank you for it. I still have people today saying they don't even watch the news anymore because I'm not there. Now, that that's, that makes me sound special. That's not what it's meant to be. It's meant to tell you how bad things have gotten. There are still good news anchors, especially in local markets, that do simply news. CNN supposedly, supposedly is going to pivot away from always opinionating and go to more news, direct news. CNN does do some outstanding straight news reports. So does PBS. So I don't want to brush them all with the same paintbrush, but at the same time, most of them stand out as clearly, clearly opinionated. And they want it in your face to tell you. And, of course, if you are a minority and you're not a liberal then they're going to attack you. For instance, the New York Times made a point of attacking newly elected Congresswoman Myra Flores winning a Democrat stronghold along the Texas border, a Democrat stronghold for the last hundred years. She won it and turned it red, and the New York Times went on the attack against her. No one really cares about the New York Times, especially in my district. We're worried about health care. We're worried about the cost of gas, the cost of food. That's what we're worried about, not the New York Times or... None this nonsense that's happening in Washington, Latinx, none of that. We're focused on the issues that really matter to to the American people, and I refuse to, you know, give them any attention. They claim that they're for immigrants. I'm an immigrant. I'm from Mexico, and yet all they do is hate me. They do. They hate her and anyone else of color who is not on the liberal side. They blame and call them extremists. Uh, neo-Nazis, they call them uh, Trumpers, and, and uh, uh, they w- basically are racist, even though she's Latino. Of course, they like to use the term Latinx, which she hates, and most Latinos do hate that term. And she's got defenders, obviously, in Congress. Uh, Congresswoman Kat Kamek of Florida, Republican, said the New York Times just does not understand Mara or any of those like her. Unfortunately for the New York Times, she just didn't check all the right boxes for them. Because that's what the left is all about, checking boxes, right? But when it comes to diversity, diversity of thought is not allowed. Because that goes against the socialist communist regime that they would love nothing more than to see 
take hold here in America. I know Myra. I know her family. I've had the opportunity to spend time with them. They are wonderfully conservative, wonderful American-loving patriots. And for her to come forward and be the first Mexican-born congresswoman to represent that district that has been held by a Democrat for over 100 years, what an amazing story. That's what America is all about. It should be what it's all about, but that's not what it's about with the New York Times or any of the state-controlled media. If you are of color and you are on the Republican or conservative side, you're not just the enemy, you're racist, you're bigoted. That's what they were calling Myra Flores, basically. And her answer, I don't really care. The New York Times doesn't know me, doesn't know our culture. We're all about hard work. We're all about faith. We're all about family values. That's exactly who we are. And that's what they call far right. And the reason why is because they're anti-God, anti-family values, and anti-job opportunities. They do not represent our values. And that's the reason why they want to call me a far right uh, Latina. But at least they called me Latina, not Latinx. So I'll give them that. So go and give them credit for not calling me Latinx. Journalist Glenn Greenwald, talking about the Gallup findings I was telling you about earlier, about how Americans are less confident in major U.S. institutions, particularly comes newspaper and TV and things of that nature. He said, all of this notes public trust in the media is, and I'm quoting, public trust in the media is close to non-existent. And I understand why, and you do too. And coming up, the attack upon our children continues. You will not believe this next door. Because you know I'm all about that base, about that base, no trouble. I'm all about that base, about that base, no trouble. I'm all about that base, about that base, no trouble. I'm all about that base, about that base, 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 base. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Welcome back. Reminding you, we are live streaming at Larry Connors USA on Rumble. Go to rumble.com, enter search engine one word. Larry Connors, USA. You'll see previous postings, and you can also push for live. And remember, if you miss any program, you can bring it up as a podcast later at LarryConnorsUSA.com. LarryConnorsUSA.com. We're available on every podcast outlet, but I prefer you to use our page. And I thank you for doing so. And sharing, sharing with others. And before I leave this issue of how Myra Flores was attacked by the New York Times. Let me add a couple notes. I have, I have a mixed audience. I have some liberals. I have some LGBTQ members. I have some uh, different minorities. But Flores, again, the new Republican elected along the Texas border, flipping a Democrat seat red for the first time in 100 years, the New York Times said she flipped it from blue to red by shunning moderates, embracing the far right. You see how they want to label you simply because you want to think for yourself? I don't really care what your color is or your political stripes, basically, nor your religion or nor even your sexual preference. I don't really care. That's your life. 
and you have the right to do it, I really care if you're a patriot. And I also say, let us find the things that bring us together as opposed to dividing us. And every time you want to turn around and call someone a racist because they disagree with you, that's not bringing us together. And then you have this story. I didn't have time to book this person today. I'm going to try to do them in the future. Landon Starbuck is the president of Freedom Forever. That's a nonprofit dedicated to protecting children from exploitation. She's a national advocate speaker. I will get her in the future. But here's what I want to share with you, a piece that appeared in the Federalist that she put together. Because I think this program, and I I pray about it a lot, God give me the right direction and advice for this program, that it means something, and it's more than just babble. And that is, one, to protect the unborn, and two, to protect the children that are under attack right now by leftists who are trying to do everything they can to confuse and change the direction of their lives at risk and peril. Leonard Starbuck is pointing out that we discovered that Vanderbilt Health started implementing what parents have called a mature minor doctrine last year. Parents tell us this policy allows minors, minors starting at age 13, to effectively take full control of their medical decisions while keeping parents in the dark. You go into one of their offices, you'll see a sign warning you. Parents of preteens, be aware When your 12-year-old turns 13, you will lose access to your My Vanderbilt account. You and your teen must present yourself to the front desk with your ID and fill out a form to retain access. After parents report that happens and they're not signed in for it, the kids are making their own medical decisions. Their health records are hidden. They have one-on-one appointments with doctors who can begin the process of Gender transition treatment without parental consent once they turn 13. This is at Vanderbilt Health. There's an illustration showing a doctor talking to a child. There is no parent in the room. No chaperone or anything. And she's raising the question, is medical establishment more powerful than state law? Because state laws didn't even have to be formally changed in order for Vanderbilt Health to remove parental rights at their facilities. That's frightening. Is it not frightening to you? It should be. She said, many parents have reached out to me and asking for guidance and support. One mother said, all my daughter's life, we've been attending Vanderbilt-affiliated pediatric practices. At the stroke of midnight on our child's 13th birthday, Vanderbilt made it known parents are secondary to the child. They force you and your child to sign the mature minor consent form. It's your child, but now they are in control of what that child gets or doesn't get. Oh, we're going to have to spend more time on this. I will try to book her in the future because it's, again, protecting our kids. That should always be our concern, protecting our children. You can cry all you want about guns and shootings in schools, but what are you doing to protect kids from doctors who are intent on helping them transition surgical, radical surgery. Coming up, she doesn't like the Pledge of Allegiance, but she's asking the U.S. of A. to get her out of Russia. Stand by. You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. 
One quick way to spot it, look at the sticker price. Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, he wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. This has been on top of mind of the president. Like I was there when he read the letter, um, and he takes this to heart. This is a priority. Uh, we are going to make this happen. We're going to continue to to make sure we use uh, everything at our disposal to bring her home. That is White House spokeswoman Karine Jean Pierre talking about a letter that Biden got directly, handwritten letter. To him from Brittany Griner, Phoenix WNBA basketball star who was playing in Russia, got arrested back in Feb just a week before Russia invaded Ukraine because she was carrying, according to the Russians, cannabis oil in her luggage. There have been reports that she actually has since pled guilty, thinking that maybe if I plead guilty, they'll show, give me probation, let me go or something. It's... Still not clear to me if she did or she didn't or thought about it, and then she's advised not to, because then that would say you're definitely convicted and you will serve 10-plus years. But what she did do is write a letter to President Biden, handwritten. I want to read part of it for you. As you heard from the White House spokeswoman, it's top of mind for him. I was with him as he read it. It reads, as I sit here in a Russian prison, along with my thoughts and without the protection of my wife, family, friends, Olympic jersey, or any accomplishments, I'm terrified I might be here forever. Well, I can understand that, and I can sympathize with it. I'm not trying to knock that part of it. She's 31 years of age, and then she goes on to write, At the 4th of July, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who's a Vietnam War veteran. I thank him for his service, and I thank her for acknowledging that. And then she goes on to say, I believe you and you, Mr. President, I still have so much good I can do with my freedom that you can help restore. I miss my family. I'm grateful for whatever you can do as soon as you can. This is the same Brittany Griner that said she would not go on the floor when the national anthem was being played at a WNBA game, saying, I will not go on the floor. It does not represent me in that flag. Honestly, feel we should not play the national anthem during our season. She said, if they want to do it, fine. I'm going to protest. I'm not going out there. Now, what do you think she believes now? Well, her coach said after he saw and heard about that letter, his response was, let me see. Let me get his response. He said, let me get the exact quote. I don't want to misquote him. Him, her, I'm sorry, I don't know really who the coach, but the coach, here it is, Vanessa, she, first-year head coach for Phoenix Mercury, said, it made me cry, you know, just hearing her words talk about her father being a Vietnam vet, her new perspective on freedom. There you have it, new perspective on freedom. Suddenly you realize the USA isn't so bad. What do you think, Brittany? You agree with that now? 
We And you have been in there for four and a half months. We had a U.S. Marine that just got released after being held since 2019. 2019, you want to do the ciphering? For allegedly being drunk. Whether it was true or not, I don't know. But now he's, it took that long to get him free on those charges. And they did it in exchange by letting the Russians have back a guy we had arrested and sentenced to 20 years for trying to import $100 million worth of cocaine to the U.S. They're talking about maybe working a deal because the Russians want, in exchange for Griner, they want someone we have arrested in charge with gun running and smuggling compared to carrying cannabis oil. Makes no sense. Neither did the other one. I'd like every American out of a Russian prison, but it should remind them, and the Marines certainly knew it, it should remind Griner just how valuable this country is. But now that the letter's been written, here comes Al Sharpton. I've made it clear to them it is our intention to go to Russia and uh, seek uh, a clergy visit. Anyone in any civilized world uh, uh, or any civilized nation can get visits from clergy. When I had talked to her wife, Sherelle, on my radio show, and she talked about how even a phone call that was to be arranged with them did not happen. She was concerned about her. And then when I saw the letter she sent to the president, we need to be able to go face to face, make sure that she's all right, make sure that she's being treated right, as the uh, nation is being challenged by me and others to get her out. Let's not forget, Andrea, that uh, she has been there four and a half months during the time she has been incarcerated in Russia. They have done a swap deal. Uh, that got one uh, uh, former Marine out of Russia and didn't make her part of the deal. So we can't sit by and ignore the fact that she has been marginalized. Right, right. She's been marginalized. And it's not a former Marine. It's a Marine. And he'd been held since 2019, not four and a half months. And did you go plea for that Marine, Sharpton? Did you ever say, let me talk to him, let me as a member of the clergy talk? No, 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 no. And you know why, and I know why, and he knows why. But Sharpton, again, is trying to play like uh, she's being used as a pawn. I do not believe the president is insensitive, but I think we have to get the president's attention on this and hold it on this, as well as we have to give the appeal to Russia that you must have enough humanity in you that she can get a clergy visit. If not, let Russia say to the world, not only are we going to try people and convict them, we won't even let people uh, have the benefit of operating with their faith. So we're willing to be the ones that stand up and let everybody see uh, what kinds of people are on both sides of this equation. While a young woman uh, who has great skills and, and has achieved great celebrity is being held in the middle. She should not be a political pawn for anybody. And I think faith leaders have a responsibility to stand up and say that on her behalf. How about a U.S. Marine serving his country? Now, the WNBA stance about the allegiance and the Star-Spangled Banner stated in its protest, the Star-Spangled Banner is a symbol for a nation being confronted with the magnitude of its racist past. 
Now, how does that compare to what Griner's undergoing right now in Russia, Sharpton? Can you answer that? No, you probably can't. And you, I know, did not go try to go see the Marine. You're doing it because self-aggrandizement and your own ego and maybe some dollars, collect some dollars. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself, and you're trying to get, and I'm giving you some publicity. Send me some of the money you get since I'm helping you get it. But again, the real reason Al Sharpton is involved in the Griner case, the real reason. If she was not black, female, and gay, would it be different? I can imagine if this was uh, some other athlete of her uh, level uh, of celebrity and her level of achievement, that we'd be sitting around four and a half months without having to write a letter to the president. This is unimaginable, and I've committed to both her wife, I talked yesterday to her father, that I'm going to do everything I can to help bring her home and to first make sure that she's being treated fairly and secure. Well, that's good. That's good. And since she suddenly values her freedom and values her nation, there is a saying, there are no atheists in foxholes. You may not believe in God, but when everything and all hell is breaking loose and coming down on you, many end up praying. Same thing in prison. And also don't see Sharpton and the others clamoring for do the same in China. When he talks about a civilized nation being Russia, it's communism. It's not civilized. It should be just right up her alley. What if it were AOC? She should be happy to be in Russia, shouldn't she? I would think Griner should be because they are the Russian national anthem. They don't play the USA national anthem. And then you get the story circulating that Republicans want to kill LGBTQ people? Stand by for that. You can hear podcasts of this program at Larry Connors USA Facebook. Larry Connors USA Facebook. Rodner Pest Solutions is one of the top pest control companies in the nation, and yet still family-owned for three generations, 65 years. Rodner customers still get personal, professional, safe service. I personally encourage you to call. Get a free quote. Schedule same day, next day, or a Saturday. 877-ROTTLER. 877-R-O-T-T-L-E-R. Or go to rottler.com. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. So there's a posting I saw today, uh, and I'm not going to give credit to the guy that did the original posting on Twitter, but he stated the increasing amount of Republicans calling to execute, calling to execute, the increasing amount of Republicans calling to execute LGBTQ people is an explicit threat of violence and should be treated as such. Now, the, where the hell did that originate? And what really picked it up for me is a 
fellow I do follow, Chad Felix Green. And he wrote this to that person I just read, talking about the increasing amount of Republicans calling to execute LGBTQ people. Chad Felix Green wrote, and I'm reading, Hi, LGBTQ Republican here. Sorry. Could you please provide a list of Republicans calling to execute LGBTQ people with corresponding links? Thanks. (laughs) I wrote to Chad Felix Green, don't hold your breath. I don't know of any such story. This guy just makes it up and puts it out on Twitter. And so Chad Felix Green, who identifies as an LGBTQ Republican, said, I'd like to see a list of them and the links to that story. None are coming at this point. As I told him, don't hold your breath. And by the way, the left-wing activist group Shut Down D.C. is offering bounties, bounties via Twitter, paying $50 to anyone who shares a confirmed sighting of Justices Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, or John Roberts. And they said, we'll pay you $200 if the justice is still in the location where they were cited after 30 minutes. No word on Twitter on why such bounties don't violate the platform's rules and policies. Nothing from Twitter. They do say we prohibit behavior encouraging others to harass or target specific individuals or groups with abusive behavior, but apparently the bounty, just to report them, what if you offer a bounty to kill one? Is that going to be a problem? Because you're asking for trouble. You're asking for violence. Twitter being silent. There's a woman from Plano, Texas. She was driving in what they call a high-occupancy vehicle lane. You know, during rush hour in some areas, if you're in that HOV lane, you have to have more than one person in the car. It's meant to get people to carpool together. And if you're in that, high, that lane, you can, have, you can use that lane, get by quicker than some of the other cars. She gets pulled over by a trooper. She's 34 weeks pregnant. The officer looks inside and says, it's just you? She said, no, there's two of us. She said, I'm rushing to get my one-year-old, but there are two of us here. He said, I only see one. She said, he's right here. My other baby is right here, pointing to her womb area. And she said, my baby girl is here. She is a person. Well, she started citing the Supreme Court decision. Davi Jackson Women's Health claiming an unborn is a separate, unique individual and states' rights and so forth. The officer said, well, HOV requires two persons outside the body. And he cited a, uh, rather uh, claimed that, and then he gave her a $215 citation. I don't know if there's an actual law that says two persons in the car that are outside a body. I'll bet there's not. What do you think? But he just decided he was going to do it. A child is recognized as a person, an unborn, under Texas Penal Code. And here's where we get to some of the states. States do differ to that extent. You know if you kill a woman who is pregnant in many states, you're going to be charged with two crimes, killing the mother and the unborn child, be it by accident, car wreck, something of that nature, are on purpose. 38 states have fetal homicide laws, 38 of them. 
At least 29 have fetal homicide laws that apply to the earliest stages of pregnancy. Pro-choice advocates typically focus on the harm done the pregnant woman and the loss of her pregnancy, but not the rights of the fetus. Do you see what they're doing there? This is King Solomon saying, I guess we'll just split the baby. You get half and they get half. Would that make you happy? If the woman is pregnant, carrying a child, and in this case, she said 33 weeks, 34 weeks pregnant, that's clearly a baby, heartbeat and all. But pro-choice advocates, if that were to happen, as far as they're concerned, well, we're being concerned about the woman and her health and the loss of her pregnancy. Well, why should that bother her? If you're pro-choice, why should that bother you, the woman that she lost the baby? Because you're not going to identify it as a child and a baby until it's born, and maybe not even then. This is how far out of touch some of the pro-choice people are. Those who are against any and all abortions, regardless, without looking at each individual case and some circumstances, I would say you're also wrong as much as I believe in life and fetus being a baby. What can we find in the center, folks, that would be compatible? That we could find some agreement instead of being divisive? Can we accept that if a baby is at least 34 weeks, that is a fetus, a baby? You don't want to go the heartbeat law? How, how are you going to deny 34 weeks? And if it's a baby born of rape or incest and the mother just felt it would be too traumatic, do you not think there's some compassion that you need to consider? Or at least provide her an outlet that once the baby is born, the baby will be taken care of? So you can't just deny something without offering a solution. Too many just want to deny, deny, deny. And that means on both sides. I remind you of our pledge, one nation under God. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.